0: From gut-wrenching Pueblo, Colorado, it's another thrilling episode of Kerry Fox Live.
1: He's got a track record against terror. Well, better than George W. Bush, which, which isn't saying a lot. Well, he kept the safe. He kept the safe. George W. Bush, there wasn't another attack. So we had one devastating terror attack in eight years. That's one more than most presidents, isn't it? I, I think it is, yes. Today, I can report that, as promised... The rest of our troops in Iraq will come home by the end of the year. After nearly nine years, America's war in Iraq will be over. They still don't get it. They still don't get it, Mr. President. Now that sounds good, right? The war in Iraq will be over, and we're talking just a couple of months If that? I mean, come on. And and they don't get it. They still do not get it. It's Carrie Fox Live, a futile attempt to promote truth and common sense in a world gone bad. Just me and my drunken stupor pontificating upon the hypocrisies of our times, futilely in fact, futilely in fact. They still don't get it. it, it and, and again, the president, I guess you, you, you can only be talking to the American people who get it, the uh, non-bagger Republicans, the non-Republicans for that matter. Everyone else has got it right in the verbiage except for who failed and who caused this and, what, and whose failure it was. I mean, my goodness gracious. They, they've been all over the place saying everything bad about the president. Now, you just, got, you just took out Muammar Gaddafi. We've been dealing with Muammar Gaddafi since Nixon, and we dealt with him especially during the Reagan administration, and uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, and we've been dealing with Gaddafi and, uh, and, and the poor people of Libya. Well, we've stood by. By the way, I don't know if you saw the revolution that went on. These people have been hungry for this for a very, very long time. Oppression for 42 years there. Well, we took out Gaddafi. The president, Barack Obama, and his policy that the Republicans criticized, he took out Gaddafi. took out Muammar Gaddafi. captured bin Laden. Well, he captured bin Laden. He took out bin Laden. And <laughs> and as promised, he's getting us out of Iraq. And they're still... They found something wrong with every single thing. They, they gave George W. Bush credit for bin Laden. They're blaming... uh. The president for a variety of things regards Libya not doing it soon enough. Well, he didn't do it quite the right way. Will he involve France and well and giving credit to everybody else? And then you have the Iraq war, which he didn't start, which he got elected promising to end. And again, you gotta go back to what the hell are you thinking? If you're a Republican and you're criticizing the president for taking all the troops out of Iraq, you're you're complaining about something. That would probably would not have happened yet if Saddam Hussein were still alive and in control of Iraq. And, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. It, it certainly wasn't a good thing. But uh, except for one area, and that was to checkmate, or to keep, I say not checkmate, but check Iran. Iran with a, in a heavy Shiite population in Iraq. And a, a Kurd population, and the Sunnis were in charge. The Sunni population. You see, all you've heard, all anyone's heard from the mass media, uh, the the pro-war media, I should say, not necessarily the mass media, there are some responsible people in that. But um, (laughs) as you heard, whenever they referred to people who were in Iraq, it was the Iraqi people. We're not going there to keep the Shiites from killing the, the Sunnis or the Sunnis from killing the Shiites or anyone killing the Kurds. We're not there to do that. We were there to help the Iraqi people. Well, we went in for weapons of mass destruction. We had a million other reasons why we were there. And now their reason is that they don't get it. They, they, their reason is Iran might benefit if we pull all our troops out. And there, let me tell you, there's only one way to do that. Absolutely only one way to ever assure that, and that is to stay in Iraq forever, forever. You see, Saddam Hussein was a Sunni, and he was in control of Iraq and Iran hated Saddam Hussein, and Saddam Hussein hated Iran. So there it was. Until enter George W. Bush, looking for weapons of mass destruction, having convinced most people who don't pay attention that the Iraqis had something to do with nine one one, and there are those who believe that to this day. So the only answer was to stay forever. That was the only answer to thwart Iran. You had to stay forever. Because sooner or later, Saddam Hussein was going to die. or you, And we went in, and the only other way that you could keep Iraq, Iraq from breaking up is to stay forever. And Saddam Hussein himself had said, he had warned us, whoever stuck their hand into Iraq would have it cut off. And he wasn't boasting about his military might, as one might assume. He wasn't doing that. He was actually describing the situation in Iraq Accurately. Because you have the three distinctive cultures. You do not have an Iraqi people. The three distinctive cultures. Kurds and the Shiites and the Sunnis. And the Shiites tied to Iran. And Iran will, yes, it will benefit. It will benefit. Iran will benefit. Or we can have constant war forever by staying forever. Forever. And what do they want to do? What do the, the Republicans want to do? Well, firstly, they want to criticize the president no matter what he does. And this, this agreement, leaving Iraq by the end of the year, was an agreement, by the way, that George W. Bush made. Barack Obama, the president, merely, merely honoring the agreement. And there were those who wanted as well, let's keep at least 5,000 troops there, <laughs> or else Iran, Iran, Iran. And, of course, with 5,000 troops in a base in Iraq, you can always increase that any old time you want, not unlike we did in Vietnam, not unlike we've we've done in Iraq and in Afghanistan. But the answer is, why are we there? Were we there because of a lie? We were there because we were looking for weapons of mass destruction, and then we were there to free the Iraqi people, Uh, then, well, whatever the reasons were. Right, but the only answer to stay forever, to stop Iran from benefiting and Iraq from breaking up, which is what is going to happen. That was my prediction when, it, when this started, and it's my prediction now. And they don't get it, and they think, well, this is a failure. They're calling it everything. Everything. And what was it? He, he didn't deliver. The president didn't deliver. That's what Mitt Romney said. And that
2: sounds like something Herman Cain would say, but this is what Mitt Romney said. Well, the the president indicated and his administration indicated over the summer and fall that they were working to have a status of forces agreement that would keep troops in place. They did. They uh, did. Either 20,000 down to maybe 3,000 over some extended period to make sure there was an effective transition to the Iraqi military. Uh, They indicated they were working on that effort, and they either failed to do it by virtue of ineptitude or they decided that it wasn't that important uh, politically or otherwise. Uh, why did it uh, fall apart? Oh, come on. Uh, was the president's administration negotiated by please uh, by the Iraqi leaders? Oh, uh, was boy. there failure to communicate uh, the uh. the uh, needs of uh, of their military and our own?
0: What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some man you just can't read. You know
1: what? What is Mitt uh, talking about? He's talking about the failure the president's failure. You want to associate Iraq, failure, and the president, you see. And he's playing word games. That's all he's doing. He's just playing a bunch of word games. And what, he, what he's trying to do is, is make it look like the president failed by not securing an agreement to change uh, Bush's agreement that he made with the Iraqis. That's what that's all about. So it's a, and they were led to believe that he was trying. He was trying. The simple fact is Iraq does not want us there. That's it. That's it. What we would have had to say, well, we understand you don't want us here, but we're going to stay anyway. And they keep referring to what the generals wanted. Well, it doesn't matter what the generals wanted if Iraq does not want us there. That's the point. Yes, there were negotiations. It wasn't outwitted. They simply do not want us there. How can you, ex- how can you keep troops there if they do not make an agreement to keep troops there, if they don't want us there. Well, he was out he was outsmarted, he was outwitted, he failed. Well, all right. But their their idea of success is what we've had the whole the entire time we've been in Iraq. Remember, mission accomplished. Okay? Their mission was accomplished. <laughs> Years ago. And that that was what they called success. And everything that's happened since then is what they've refer to as success. What you might refer to as a continued military occupation is their success. So they have a different way of defining success. So you see, President Obama ended the success. Okay. Now, all it's done is bankrupt our country, along with other strategic moves like uh, decreasing taxes for rich people and corporations, that sort of thing. I mean, coupled with the, the other spending sprees that we've been on, the Medicare Part D that Bush did, the, uh, the other war in Afghanistan that's still going on, that we're not winning. Another place they want to stay forever. Forever. But they all stood in line and all took their turns, taking shots at the president over the weekend, upon the word that the war in Iraq was finally going to end. Going to end. How about that? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? And that what was going to happen when Saddam died or was deposed anyway is going to happen now. That wouldn't be happening right now if not for the United States going into Iraq. All right? It's happening faster. It's happening a little sooner. And that's all. Iran will benefit, yes. And uh, there's nothing we can do about it except stay forever. But they all took their shots presidential contenders and uh sitting representatives and senators alike we've lost
2: control and lost Corum. the war in 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 Iraq because uh, we have Iran having broadened its sphere of influence yeah. we see what's what's going on we've we lost the battle we, we in we Iraq we, oh. with the Iraqi government uh, we've lost the war the with sphere the Iraqi government that that we had uh we we have allowed the Iranians uh by ignoring them by uh-huh. supporting them if you look at go, go back 2 years Iranians? ago this was the turning point years Years ago, when we had the opportunity during the Green Revolution, where there was a serious revolution, a real threat to the, uh, oh, uh, to the government of Iran, and the uh, President of the United States, he sat on the sidelines and did nothing. Okay. In fact, tacitly uh, supported the, uh, the mullahs and, and Ahmadinejad this is and didn't rally behind the people in the street, didn't do anything to try to help them. So when the time came, it was clear he was not going to support that well, movement. He supported the mullahs. He supported the mullahs in Iran. Now, this is a question about Iraq, and, and
1: he's uh, paranoid, of course. Well, he's paranoid about a lot of stuff, but in this particular instance, the paranoia stems from what Iran's going to do. What is Iran going to do? With a large Shiite population in Iraq, they're going to do exactly what they would have done anyway and what they've always were going to do and what we can't stop and what we've hastened by going into Iraq, and that is they are going to benefit they're going to be able to control Iraq. Uh, they get the last laugh, not just against the United, St- United States, but against their hated enemy, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> and they get his country anyway. And then they didn't even start that. Saddam invaded them. But now the la- they have the last laugh, you see. They're going to get Iraq, and then they got the, the doofish United States President George W. Bush to help them. But it's Obama who supports the mullahs. <laughs> I, this, that's Rick Santorum that is some crazy stuff. That is just nuts. Nuck and futs is what you call that. And I, man, that is it, playing on the ignorance, the continued ignorance of the willing ignorant, of people who don't want to understand either Iraq before we, the way it was before we went in. The circumstances surrounding Iraq. It wasn't just another country with people. It was three distinctive cultures, and Iran had a large stake in the Shiite population in Iraq. They had they had that before, but Saddam was in control. And what we did was help Iran gain control. And it had nothing to do with President Obama, except that he fulfilled the agreement that George W. Bush put into place and Quite frankly, I think the American people are sick of this situation. We were never going to do anything but stay there forever in order to stop the inevitable. Something we hastened by going in. Just nutty stuff. Nutty stuff. And the people buying it. We're going to help the people. Weapons of mass destruction. They attacked us on 911. None of it. True. None of it. Absolutely none of it. We didn't even go in for the Iraqi people. We didn't even do that. We went in for Halliburton, period. And Dick Cheney's idea. This was Dick Cheney's idea. And the president bought it. President Bush bought it. It's uh, bankrupted our country. It's, uh, it's helped to bankrupt our country. Other brilliant moves by that administration bankrupted the country. But staying there, what, would, what purpose would it serve except to keep Iran from exerting its influence as, as Rick Santorum is paranoid about? It's going to happen, Ricky boy. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing. He wasn't the only uh, hypocrite running the president down over the weekend. Lindsey Graham took a shot too.
2: Israel has been thrown under the bus by this president. His you don't have to say why. standing in the state you of know. Israel is very low. The Iranians don't fear us at all. They're trying to attack us here at home. Jeez. Uh, not being able to close the deal in Iraq is a very serious mistake. What the hell does that mean? Uh, celebrating leaving with no troops behind is a serious mistake. I, I, uh, Panetta said uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. The defense secretary. Yes, that, that Iraq ending well was an 8 in terms of our national security ashton carter said it was a 10 uh, when it comes to afghanistan uh he rejected the military advice given there was never an option on the table to pull all the surge forces out by next september just rapid before his election thing. he's compromised My the second fighting goodness. season well
1: that's what you don't want to do that man did you hear that give him some credit give the senator lindsey graham our south carolina some credit uh, for at least uh, being creative. He didn't just mindlessly repeat Fox News or, or uh, some other talking point, because they don't, you see, the most I've had talking points. Democrats have talking points, I guess they do. And uh, Republicans, they have a talking point. They have a daily one, singular, one daily talking point. And the talking point on this issue is failure. Just that one word, failure. Okay. It doesn't matter who's failure, as long as you yell failure loud enough during the Obama administration. But, but that's what you don't want to do in Afghanistan. Why well, he brings up that now. It's not just it's not just screwing up the occupation of Iraq, he's screwing up the occupation of Afghanistan. He's trying to end them. He's ending Iraq and he's trying to end Afghanistan. he got kind of elected to do that. But in Afghanistan, the, the one thing you do not ever want to do, according to Lindsey Graham, it's compromise, the fighting season. You see, they have a fighting season in Afghanistan. Fighting season, yes, because you can't get through the mountain passes with the snow during part of the year, so they don't fight. But then when the snow melts and there's no blizzards, or whatever, that's, they have a fighting season. That's what we're doing. We're in a war in Afghanistan where you have a It's kind of like football or basketball or, well, hockey all right you have a fighting season in afghanistan and then he of course he wants to get out of iraq he wants to do what the iraqis want us to do and he wants to get us out of iraq it's a failure he's not going to leave troops there he's not going to leave them there and then before he gets out. and by the way lindsey graham uh how how do you get out and leave troops behind
0: job search public service to help the unemployed find jobs. Here's today's job search candidate. I used to sing about football, but then I got fired. Yeah, I can sing the same song every week. I just want to get hired. If your business has a position for this job search candidate, call this station...
1: Once again for Leave It to Bachman, starring Michelle Bachman as the bagger.
0: If you look at every time we have deposed a dictator, every time the United States we has always d- left <laughs> troops
2: behind to be able to enforce the fragile peace. In this case, once we're finished in Iraq... We'll have more troops in Honduras than we'll be leaving behind in Iraq. And of course, the problem is there will be an Iran waiting in the wings until the United States States is gone. And then Iran will exert its dominance and influence in this region. That's not good for anyone. And here the United States has expended 4,400 lives, over $800 billion in toil and blood and treasure. That's right. And while we're on the way out, we're being kicked out by the very people that
0: we liberated.
1: I've got, I've, we're being kicked out. Let's, let's mull that one over for just, just a moment. We're being kicked out by the people we liberated. Now, if we... I I, I mean, does anyone else have a problem with that one? Because I'm having kind of a problem with that one. Lord. Lord. We're being kicked out by the people we liberated. Iran is waiting in the wings. How long do you want them to wait in the wings? That's how I mean, we can. It can be as long as you want it to be. All we have to do is stay there that long. So how long? And and then and then, and then typically to explain to us typically how an invasion an occupation and uh, liberation and uh, works regards the United States and dictators. I mean, with all the dictators that we've picked out, what we usually do, <laughs> what we usually do is leave troops behind to ensure the fragile peace. Well, how long does that take? Because if memory serves, Saddam was out, oh, gee, almost 10 years ago. How long do, well, okay, Japan, Germany, okay, you want to go on that model, model there. I guess that's what you want to do. And, of course, with Iran, You've still got Iran oh my God so what we do we, we stay there until either forever or Iran goes away is how you is how we do that. So Michelle Bachman, uh, thank you for chiming in and uh, now irre- irrelevant regards the presidential nominating process except that she doesn't know it's over yet uh, two of her uh, staff two of her people quit New Hampshire over the weekend. Surprise, surprise, surprise probably for lack of payment. And because certainly because uh, a lack of uh, chances in the Republican nominating process, uh, because of things she said, she you, you know, I guess ran out of fresh material, or people got old, tired of hearing the crazy stuff Michelle Bachman had to say, and so they moved on since then to Rick Perry and now Herman Kane. But before all of them, before all of them, before even Michelle Bachman, the flavor of the week, month, whatever was Donald Trump. That's right. And Donald Trump had his success largely in the republic. You know, he was running number one before the um, actual process began and the others declared and all of that. He was actually running number one. Donald Trump, the brilliant, genius business guy, which will show you uh, what they're thinking kind of. Well, they're sort of kind of thinking that because Mitt Romney, Herman Cain, business people, One and two, depending on which poll you look at. And uh, so early on, it was Donald Trump, and he was number one and had the rapt attention of the bagger people in the Republican Party, which is to say the extreme right wing, the non romneyites Romney's more of a mainstream person, and all of the others are after the same voters, the baggers. The tea baggers, tea partiers, whatever the hell you want to call them. I call them baggers. And that's what everyone else is is after. Well, he was number one because of the baggers, Donald Trump, and he was largely number one because well, he was all number, always number one because he was hollering about the president's birth certificate, demanding to see the president's birth certificate, oh, is it birth certificate over and over again every day on Fox and Friends, or once or twice a week on. Fr- I think it even led to a regular bit with him on Mondays. I think it did. I, I, who cares? I don't watch Fox. But anyway, now, and then of course you had, had all of the candidates, every one of them had to go and sit with uh, Donald Trump. Michelle Bachman did it in a pizza place. Uh, they had the others, did it, Mitt Romney did it secretly. And Rick Perry did it, and Donald Trump didn't even remember his first name. But he did do it. Rick Perry. And now, Rick Perry, in an interview, And remember about Donald Trump. So he must have had something. Uh, He must have had some success because he did get through to Rick Perry. In an interview with Parade Magazine, Perry said recently that, um, you know, when he met with Donald Trump, uh, he discussed the issue, the birther issue with Donald Trump. Perry says he he doesn't have a definite answer on whether Obama was born in the United States or uh, any idea. Well, well, the thing is, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Now, the president, in the meantime, has even gotten Michelle Bachman, who was on the birther bandwagon early on, to admit that he was born in the United States. Michelle Bachman changed her, her mind and her stance on the issue and admitted that the president was born in the United States. But Rick Perry, he's not sure. It's just not enough, the, the birth certificate, just not enough as we're going to find out in Parade, in the Parade magazine. Amazing. Now, now they're sure, the, the, the republic is depending on which candidate you are. Now, Santorum, sure the president lost the war in Iraq, the unwinnable war in Iraq. And, you know, Donald Trump, he's convinced the president was born, not born in the United States. They all have their thing. Every single person who's tried to run or thought about running for the Republican presidential nomination, Herman Cain, same thing. He's got his thing, and he's certain, he's absolutely certain that Social Security is the same as slavery. In fact, he's written several articles on the subject and and made several references, not necessarily on the subject of Social Security as it relates to slavery, but he has here and there in several different articles insinuated that that's what he believes and said that that's what he believes, or he's uh, likened it to slavery, social security. Uh, For instance, in one column, uh, this is, quote, it took our nation nearly 250 years to end slavery and live up to the self-evident truth that all men are created equal. It should not take us another 250 years to cease the involuntary negative return most people receive from social security or the involuntary servitude Imposed by the oppressive income tax code. So you see what he's thinking there. So he likens Social Security to slavery there. That's just once. That's just one quote. And in, a, in a co- another column, this one called Separate Water Fountains. So you see where he's headed with this. Uh, he said the Social Security system, by its very nature, discriminates against black men and women. With their unconscionable refusal to implement private accounts Democratic so-called black leaders want to see the next generation of blacks remain in economic slavery on the Democratic plantation. So that's his two different articles. He made references in others as well. And the different keywords key there, immoral, oppressive, involuntary servitude, privatized Social Security. Not unlike uh, some of the things we've heard out of Rick Perry. So one, one candidate or another They've all got their issues. (laughs) In Michelle Bachman's case, you've got got other kinds of issues there. And some of them not really well grounded, I think, mentally or emotionally. And one of them has a chance of becoming president of the United States. Which one, we don't know. (laughs) These people are nuts. They're going to get us all killed, I'm telling you. Kerry Fox Live, brought to you by frugalandfree.com. Check them out, as always, and... uh, uh, let them help you save even more money uh, on your grocery shopping, things you use every day. You can find Frugal and Free at Facebook and also on Twitter at Frugal and Free, frugalandfree.com. And you can find Carrie Fox Live on iTunes, we're at Facebook, we've got a blog at Blogspot, Carrie Fox and at Carrie Fox That's where we're ranked, and uh, we're at the. Uh, downloads are accounted, at least for now. Uh, still working on our own domain. Uh, yeah, well, we've got our own domain. We just have to get all the shows onto our own domain and hook them up. We'll be doing that. And check us out on Twitter at Carrie Fox Live. Get in on the conversation. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Get involved. And thank you for letting me spew as I do. Until next time, this is Carrie Fox Say The Iraqis seem to be
2: saying we don't want you there anymore. <laughs>
0: As candidate for president, I pledge to bring the war in Iraq to a responsible
1: end for the sake of our national security and to strengthen American leadership around the world. As Commander-in-Chief, ensuring the success of this strategy has been one of my highest national security priorities. Last year, I announced the end to our combat mission in Iraq, and to date we've removed more than 100,000 troops.